This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 281 Medical Networking Made Easy. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. So there's a story that goes back about seven or eight years now, and a client calls me up and we set the plan to work together on weight loss. And as soon as she sends over the forms online, I'm taking a look at everything and I'm seeing quite simply an abundant amount of medication in relation to the fact that she's diabetic, to which I then reach out to the client and say, hey, with your permission, can you sign off on this form so I can just send a note over to your doctor? That way, everybody knows they're on the same team and just to inform them that we're working together. So I send over just a simple form letter just to introduce myself, which I'll talk about that specifically later. Stick around. There's more. And I get a call back from the doctor. And the call is very positive, uh, yet it, in a couple of moments, gets around to a very blunt question. I, I'm just curious, how do you expect that you can cure diabetes with hypnosis? The doctor asks me, to which my response is very simple. Oh, easy. Uh, I don't. I'm not claiming that at all. Instead, there are specific instructions that you have given your patient and she's hired me to help her to be more compliant with your instructions. And the doctor pauses for a couple of moments. And then she then says, oh, hell, can I send you like 10 more people this week? And she didn't, unfortunately. She sent me 12. Hey, it's Jason Lynette. And the purpose of this week's episode is all about how it is that we can network appropriately with the medical profession, how it is that we can bridge that gap, better educate as to what our role as hypnotists can be, how we can better serve our clients. And the whole mindset I want to give you here is that of an evolutionary approach to nearly everything in the world. So let me kind of go off on a soapbox here for a moment in an appropriate way, which is that we still exist as a profession of hypnotists because society has found that we can help many of the people many of the time. And the same can be true of all the other modalities of helping that are out there. So I bring this up because I'm not someone who ever engages in the us versus them conversation. In fact, there's another story that comes to mind. It's a lot of stories this week of uh, a local meetup event. Now, I was not at this meetup event, so this is the retelling of the story from one of my students who happened to be at this event. But it was another hypnotist who was running a meetup, and basically in the first couple of moments of the opening statements of uh, gathering together for the meetup and talking about what the theme of that conversation that week was going to be, basically dropped the statement, well, you know, I've had many of my clients over the years uh, see you know, psychologist for years on end, absolutely no result. So I help people faster and better. And that's her opinion to have, perhaps, yet not realizing there were three psychologists sitting in the front row of this meetup, which needless to say, that was not a professional uh, bridge that was built that day. So uh, there are times where over the years, and I'll tell some of these stories here, where I have referred out, I have made recommendations uh, in terms of moving people other directions, uh, which not to go for the haha, check me out, but two of those psychologists at that meetup actually then became professional associates, and we've made connections over the years back and forth. So again, we are all still here because, again, from an evolutionary approach, 
things that are viable stick around and things that are not viable fade away or are eliminated. You know, if you get a bad cold and you've got the sniffles, we don't do a bloodletting anymore because we figured out that doesn't work. So we stop doing it. The same as let's call it out. Oh, this is going to ruffle some feathers. There are certain medications that have been proven to be effective, and that's why those medications are still around, you know? But then again, on the other side of that, there are medications that are no longer around. Why? Because science has proven that there was a better way to approach that specific issue, or maybe there were specific side effects that had to be addressed, and that's why certain medications were taken off the market. So the same is true of you'd often hear the dialogue in our profession that, oh, that situation is overdiagnosed. And I don't know, maybe it might be. I would argue that something being underdiagnosed might be as much of a serious situation. So full respect to Melissa Tears for naming her book and really building the movement of integrative hypnosis, because it's not that I'm ever positioning myself as being uh, alternative. You know, I even hesitate with the word complementary. It's instead integrative. I can be a part of that system along with whatever else they were doing that they find to be viable. So I encourage you as the professional in this industry to, you know, be that thing that's that integrative part of what's working for the client. Another simple example, there are many people who have gone through AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's saved their lives. And there's also people who have gone to a couple of meetings and perhaps that wasn't the fit for them. So it's where I am the chameleon to my client to better serve them. Though I mentioned a few moments ago the experience of clients who, uh, potential clients who called up and I turned them away. Why? Because it was out of my scope of practice to work with them. Uh, one such example, a guy calls me up and he's explaining that there's a, we'll make it polite for the podcast episode, there's a situation he's having in the bedroom with his wife and there's certain things that used to work and things are not working right now. If you don't understand what I'm getting at, ask an adult. And I simply say to him, well, given the ethics of my profession, uh, I need to ask you, have you gone to see a doctor in relation to that issue? To which he goes, no, if I did that, they're just going to convince me that I'm crazy and put me on meds. And I, I don't know, I'm not the one who's qualified to make that assessment, which I go, you know, there might be a very simple explanation as to why this is not working for you. And chances are, if you were to meet with a doctor, they could basically figure out if there's a more appropriate route to go first. And he gets a little argumentative with me and I go, well, look, simply the ethics of my profession require that you've met with a doctor on this. And until you've done that, I wish you the best. And it's about six months later, you're going to notice a trend here. It's about six months later and I get an email from this guy because finally he did go see the doctor and he brought the issue up. And I don't have all the specifics on this because, well, he wasn't my client, so it wasn't appropriate to ask. But as he put it, about 10 minutes of an outpatient procedure, the problem was gone. So there was a physiological reason, it turns out, why something wasn't working. And as effective as I think hypnosis is, as confident as I am in my skills, I'll call it out. I don't think there was much that I could have said to this guy, techniques I could have used with him, when again, there was a physiological blockage was the most I was able to pull from that email, that once that was resolved, everything was flowing as it should, and it all worked. So the better example of this is I get a phone call from someone, and he 
and I, I bring this one up specifically. In fact, it was a thread in another Facebook group that inspired this week's episode of being a little bit more of a solo episode talking about our role in our society. And again, the methods of business, of business networking with medical professionals. He calls me up, and I, I saw this in a thread earlier this week. Yeah, I've got uh, these voices in my head, and they're getting rather violent nowadays, and they're telling me to do some pretty despicable things. Can you help me out with that? He says, to which I respond, matching his tone, yes, I think I could, and I always change the name when I tell the story, but I think my friend Steve can help you better with that. Would you like Steve's phone number? Leaving out the fact that Steve is a psychiatrist and working with different issues around uh, schizophrenia and different issues around dissociative personality disorder is one of Steve's, meanwhile, again, changing the name every time I tell the story, uh, Dr. Steveson. That's right. Dr. Steve Steveson, made up name. You get the idea. He's an expert on that specific issue. Would you like Steve's phone number? And I made it a calculation to not say, I think you need to speak to a psychiatrist. I said, would you like to speak with my friend Steve? And he goes, oh yeah, that'd be great. Okay, wonderful. From the consult form on the website, I've got your email address. In fact, check your email now. You've already got Steve's phone number. And they connect. And I get a phone call about maybe four or five months later, which kicks off with you smartass, which I get that often, but he goes, you didn't tell me you were referring me to a shrink who would give me meds, but I've been seeing Dr. Steveson again, made up name. I've been seeing Dr. Steveson now for a number of months. There's a few pills that I've been taking and the issue is completely gone. Thank you. You've saved my life. So a time where I turned someone away, which I'll give you my entire scope of practice uh, dialogue inside of the hypnotic profession. And this may not be something that many others align with, but I'm always in the mindset that it's my job, uh, to use my friend Dan Candell's language, to be the advocate for change for my client and to best serve them. Why? Because hypnosis is not dangerous. The only danger is delaying another appropriate care that may actually serve them even better. So here is my official scope of practice statement. When in doubt, don't. There you go. Which I say that because there's times over the years where, let me call it out, I've worked with some rather uh, extreme medical situations. But again, these are often by way of the medical networking that I'm about to get into the details of exactly how I go about doing that. They've come about by way of referral, or if it was a cold contact, someone reaching out to me, and uh, I'm going to make contact with the doctor. You're going to hear my systems for doing that later on in this week's episode. It's a full deep dive into exactly how I do this. So it's in those moments, again, I'm going to often work with the person who was the stroke victim that many years later has done a full recovery, yet still has a fear of falling. I've seen that situation many times over the years, uh, working with the person with some sort of, again, chronic, not acute, but chronic pain situation, which very often, again, and I'll talk about how I've pulled this off, that by way of medical referral, they were reaching out directly to me. Moments where here is someone with some major psychological situations going on, and yet, I'll call it out, you can be bipolar disorder, you can be the manic depressive, you can have all these other situations Yet from our school of thought, it's no reason why you still have to be a smoker. And even so, it's the psychologist, it's the psychiatrist, it's the counselor who's then making that recommendation over to me. But I'll tell you consistently, and this is a major issue I see in a lot of 
dialogues and forums online, and this often often becomes a conversation in our training events, when in doubt, don't. And I'll give you the out on this because it's where, you know, Virginia Hypnosis, the shape of all things Jason Lynette Group LLC, which is the parent company of all that I do, that opened up in November of 2009. And prior to that, I was seeing clients in downtown Baltimore. So I've been at this a while. And I bring that up because there's times where the thing is calling in, the issue is calling in. And if I don't feel I'm the resource for that, and here's the catch, if I know someone who may be a fit, I'll make the recommendation. What I want you to hear, though, is you don't always have to have a resource. So especially, this is a this is a pain point for some that I meet that are brand new at this profession. Well, what if I don't have a recommendation for someone? Well, the answer is, when in doubt, don't. You don't necessarily have to have that resource. You don't have to be that person who knows everyone in the local community. Now, you're going to learn my systems where I know a bunch of people, and this is a week. I'm looking at a number of consults scheduled today, and actually two of them are referrals, and one of them is a referral from a past client. Two of them are medical referrals and basically networked events. But let me give you a magical phrase, and I will put this in the show notes. Actually, we'll do this the easy way. If you go to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash medical, that'll just redirect over to the show notes. And uh, what we'll do is um, no opt-in for this. We're just going to put everything on the show notes page over at worksmarthypnosis.com of the text of the letters I'm about to mention, as well as this magical sentence. I don't have a resource for you, though as soon as you find something that helps you, please call me back immediately so I have a resource for others in the future. That's it. So... I'll give examples of this. I used to have a local retired medical doctor in the area who now is a phenomenal hypnotist, but then he moved to Florida. But up until that happened, (laughs) I was able to say, you know what? You're using a lot of terminology that I would have to look up. And I think you might be a better fit because there's a local retired doctor who now does hypnosis full time. And I think he's going to know the words that you're saying. Would you like his information? And I'd make the connection happily, and I'd be very proud to send someone over to that person. And I did for a number of years. A local psychologist who is a phenomenal hypnotist, again, you're mentioning a number of specific medications and specific situations, which I'll give you this from a couple of sides. First of all, my schedule's full for the next five or six weeks. She might have availability a little bit sooner, but more importantly, You're talking about a very specific situation that I think she might be a better fit for. Would you like her number? Which back to the days of BNI, Business Networking International, the best way to get referrals is to send them. And it's not that I'm turning away all this possible business. No, because while my schedule was already full and it was a true statement that these folks would have to wait a little bit, but likewise... Some of these other professionals that I've mentioned, well, he didn't do stop smoking. It wasn't one of his interests. And all of the people who called him from stop smoking, he would send to me. And there was nothing incentivized about this. There was nothing tracked about this. It was just simply better serving our local community. So again, the magic phrase, you know, unfortunately, I don't have a resource for you. Though as soon as you find something that helps you, please call me back immediately so I have a resource for others in the future. And I'll tell you why I like using that phrase. Embedded inside of that statement is the suggestion, you're going to get through this. You're going to get on the other side of this. I don't have the resources to help you do that. But as soon as you find something, you know, call me back, let me know. 
So it's my goal to leave that person a little bit better than where we uh, found them. And th there's some side notes to this dialogue here that I think are kind of important to call out. Um, and I'm a bit frustrated and uh, a huge thank you to actually Helen Midas uh, that she did a video in her Facebook community. And um, this is kind of a branch off of that. There are a number of things that happened over the last couple of weeks that are inspiring this episode, the conversation uh, with Helen, the video that she put up, uh, a thread in a uh, Facebook group about a very clear, deep psychological disorder that someone was trying to, uh, I'd say, inappropriately treat with hypnosis. Uh, but I'd call this out. And I want you to hear me on this, that we're now clearly in the midst of everything that is 2020 in a culture where everything has become political. And even in my opinion, things that should not be political have become an issue. And I'll give you the foundation of what I'm getting at here. I got into hypnosis because of the science of it. And I, I loved the movement that I was seeing when I first got into all of this of an evidence-based approach to our strategies. You know, let's do things that we have proven through science to work. I remember the thing that got me over the edge to sign up for my very first official stage hypnosis training. And again, that was my entry point into all of this, was the research around the PET scans, positon, positron emission tomography, and I may be mispronouncing a word there, but we, we've all seen that study, right? And I'll see if we can find a link to it, and I'll stick it in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com, where in one example of the study... People were listening to music, and the next part of the study, people were imagining they were listening to music, and then in the third part of the study, people were deeply hypnotized and then told it was as if they were listening to music. So the group that was actually listening to music, the neurological scans lined up with the person who was hypnotized and given the suggestion they were listening to music. And right there, there was proof that this is not just you know, positive thinking. This is not just, uh, you know, um, put it out there. And I'm, I don't want this to, you know, bridge over to a criticism of things, law of attraction, because it's not, but it's not just, you know, positive thinking and think happy thoughts. No, there was science to back this stuff up. And it was then interacting with people in our industry. And I'll call out Melissa Tears, you know, the whole movement of practical neuroscience and the nerding out over neuroplasticity and this grounding of making the friendship with Richard Nongard and the advances of, you know, well, here's where so much of the hypnotic profession is repeating the Sigmund Freud uh, ISE, you know, regression model, which is one part of a system. It maybe not be the entire end-all be-all, but it's definitely a viable strategy in the toolkit of practitioners around the world. But this updating of the science of what we do uh, spending time with uh, with Captain Ron Esslinger down in uh, Tennessee, and as a retired nurse anesthetist, and the way that he networks and primarily trained nurses in hypnosis, and the way he could engage in a dialogue, uh, people like Scott Giles, modifying his definitions of hypnosis, specifically working with a number of cancer patients, and the thing that inspired me to get into this profession was this practical neuroscience evidence-based approach, I'll call it out, trusting in science, and I am seeing a backslide right now by many in our community that are being caught up in conspiracy. So yes, follow science, and yes, question your sources, but I'm seeing a lot of stuff right now that's just batshit crazy. There you go. So 
look at where you are in your profession. Look at how you respond to the world around you. And I love the premise of the way you are here is the way you are everywhere else. And if we want to take our profession forward, if we want to move the skills of professionalism, professional hypnotism forward, if we want to still be a viable option, you know, 20 years from now, 30, 40, 50 years, 100 years from now, um, I, I hate that this has become a politicized statement. We need to believe in science, you know? So I, I think you get what I'm getting at here right now, if you're listening to this in July of 2020, where he, here's my take on a lot of what's going on right now. There's a way that people sort information in their minds differently. So things that are theories, things that are beliefs are sorted differently in their minds versus things that we know are facts. You know your name, and this is going to turn into a technique, by the way, you can use for your clients. You know your own name, you know where you live, you know the names of your family members, yet so many other things are beliefs. And we find ourselves in a very politicized culture right now where one side can't believe the other in any way. It's like, it's like the phrase agree to disagree is just completely you know, extinct right now, where just one side of any direction of this conversation is just those people are nuts. Uh, those people just are wrong. Uh, when people are treating information that are theories and beliefs and the best science we currently have right now as just absolute fact. And I love the premise of being proven wrong. I love that. You know, show me something, I will defend what I believe, but when I find something better, I'm ready to go. Right there's the scientific method. Uh, in the midst of all of this, we're going to be homeschooling our kids in the coming year. We're just not happy with the options of, you know, sticking them in front of a computer and something that wasn't run as well as it could have been in the last year. And um, the options of sending them to school and everything we're seeing for that. It's like, no, they're second grade and fourth grade. We can do this. How did I get off on that rant? But the option of, again, looking at how people are sorting things that are theories and beliefs as absolute fact, and we're seeing some unfortunate backtracking as you know, some of the health issues around the world are not getting better as soon as they could. So again, I promised you a technique out of this. This is something I've been talking about with clients for years, especially stop smoking clients, because there's a part of you that you store information in your mind as absolute fact. You know your name, you know where you live, you know the names of your family members. You know the skills that you have. And right now, because we've just begun, it's only a belief, I am now a non-smoker and I'll be a non-smoker for the rest of my life. But I want you to take that piece of information that's not a change in habit, it's not a change in behavior. No, this is a shift in identity. And I want you to imagine as if like the desktop icons of a computer, like the apps on your smartphone or tablet, as if you're taking that shift in identity, I am now a non-smoker and I'm going to be a non-smoker for the rest of my life and just now click and drag that into that part of your mind that stores fact, that stores knowledge, that stores information you would argue to the death that it's true. And notice that changing awareness in your mind. As you now take this idea and bring that into that part of you that you know is an absolute fact and notice that changing expectation now as you imagine those things you'll do today, those things you'll do tomorrow. So we can use this as a premise with people as well. So to get off this next soapbox, what I'd say is that be the professional you would refer a family member to, you know? 
So we see things going off the deep end in some dialogues around, uh, I'll call it out, uh, they put the swab so far up your nose for the test because otherwise how else can they put the microchips in your brain? Yeah, now open up a dialogue with a doctor. Now open up a conversation for a professional medical networking uh, dialogue. So no, and I'm going to give a call out here to Kelly T. Woods, who I referred someone to this week because she is someone I would send a family member to. She is someone that I referred the family member of a student to, and I got amazing feedback that they loved Kelly and it went phenomenal. So that's the environment that I want us to be in. So let's get this to specific strategy. So I, I go off on that tangent around the state of things right now and um, science deniers and the idea that we have to defend things uh, in terms of just public safety and public health. And, you know, worst case scenario, you were inconvenienced by a piece of cloth for a couple of months. Let's keep people safe. Let's all get through this thing together. So to look at the nature of, again, the thing that got me into hypnosis, I'm seeing a backslide of that. And that's just my perspective. And you can take everything I'm about to say if you disagree with what I've said. This is this is my platform. I get to I get to tell it. So I like to work smart. So I have a very simple system for medical referrals, and I share some of those thoughts I just shared because it's by opening up a dialogue of this one I'm able to communicate with doctors and physicians and be on the same page. That being said, you don't have to work with everything as a hypnotist. You have a right to specialize, and you have a right to niche down and call out the specific things you want to work with. So I'll give you a quick example of this. By the time this podcast launches, to have some things on the Virginia Hypnosis website congruent with some other projects in the works, it's not that I'm no longer working with weight loss. I am. It's that instead, we are swapping the prominent positions on the Virginia Hypnosis website. We are switching the positions of weight loss and business confidence. Why? Because I'm seeing a lot more clients these days for business-related issues, whether it's fear of failure, fear of, fear of success, and because of a new project that's launching sometime August or September, likely September, it's going to be better congruent to have business confidence on the homepage of Virginia Hypnosis rather than weight loss. So again, that's my way of doing a call-out that this is the thing I work well with because it is. So if you look at the nature of the Virginia Hypnosis website, look at the navigation bar at the top, look at some of the big buttons on the homepage. This is where you as the professional have a right to call out those things that you work the best with. So you don't have to be the person who works with everything. You as the professional can choose the specific things that you wish to work with. That being said, the more you work with people, the more you build your network. So let me give you some foundations of everything we're about to get into. There are different sort of, uh, let's call it temperatures to expand on the metaphor. There's different temperatures, different levels of connections you could have. And this is going to apply whether it's networking, this is going to apply whether it's referrals. There's a cold connection and there's a warm connection. So a cold connection would be someone you don't yet know and someone who does not yet know you. So for example, when I'm driving from my home to my office, there's an office park on the right and there's a series of dentists and eye doctors and general practitioners that are in that office park off to the right when I leave my neighborhood, that those are all cold connections. I don't know them and I don't know if they know me. As opposed to there's a dentist in the building where my office is. 
There's a number of medical professionals I've already hinted at. These are all warm connections. And I'll give you a secret to a lot of my success in the business in terms of this medical networking. I've only ever done warm connections. I've never been the person waiting in the lobby with a binder of, uh, you know, different research, uh, waiting for the opportunity, kind of like the pharmaceutical rep to have a conversation with the doctor. I've never done that. And the playful phrase of this is I've only ever let my clients pay me to network with their doctors. That's really the core of what I'm about to get into. So by using that warm connection, the foot is already in the door. The dialogue is already in motion. I'm not a stranger I'm not a vendor trying to sell something to somebody. We're already on the same page, which is where on my office forms, which used to be paper, but now they're digitized. Yay, technology. Thank you, Michael DeShallot. I'm using the platform WooFoo. For those of you inside of hypnoticbusinesssystems.com, we're going to be doing a whole deep dive on that pretty soon, showing you the step-by-step of exactly what that is. And I need to reach out to WooFoo and find out if we can just find a way to pay them to copy my forms into your account. I'm sure there's a way they can do that. But it's where on my forms, ever since opening up shop, it's always said, do you give Virginia Hypnosis permission to contact your doctors or therapists? Check here and sign off. So this is a place where now they can share the name of their doctor. They can share the contact information of the physician, of the counselor, of the therapist, of whomever they're seeing. So for any contact that I make, and this is how I'm staying in compliance with everything, as hypnotists in the USA, we are non-medical, we are non-licensed, so we do not have to follow HIPAA. However, it is in our best interest to model to the best of our abilities the HIPAA policies because they're pretty good. That also being said, if you are making that contact to the the medical world, you need to be compliant with that to the best of your abilities because they have to be compliant with that to reach back out to you. So any contact I ever make with a doctor or physician, I am doing a full copy of those forms and including that with the correspondence. And this is a place where, you know, I'm using physical mail at times or perhaps email if that's appropriate. Uh, I still do have, I was going to get rid of my e-fax, but when I called to cancel it, they made me a really generous offer. And doctors still make use of fax, but I'm a physical mail guy on this type of stuff when possible. So for any contact, I am printing or copying a full set of their forms, which is now showing I have permission to make contact and the client has uh, agreed to that. So there's two options that I'm going to share with you and what I'm going to give you here. Again, we're just making this free to everybody as a way of bridging that gap and again, advancing our profession and helping us all grow as professionals in this industry. So worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash medical. That'll redirect over to these specific show notes for this episode. Again, we go into an even deeper dive inside of hypnoticbusinesssystems.com to show you some of the other documents, to show you some of the other forms, to give you some of the languaging of how I talk to my clients. Really, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. If you want the full roadmap to what's consistently been a six-figure hypnosis business for going on more than 10 years, It's all there inside of Hypnotic Business Systems. Plus, we've got an incredible, thriving community that's there to support you. I answer your questions in the online community. So do many of the other members and top names in the professions are members there as well. So here's two options. Option number one is the introduction, which is where the person has reached out to me organically thanks to my websites or other marketing platforms. And it's from there, that's where I'm then making contact with the doctor. Remember, I am purely warm contact. 
I am not the person, I can't give you any strategies on the cold contact because it's not what I've done. My premise with everything business is the hypnosis business guinea pig. I am only the person who can teach you what I've actually tested and proven to be successful. Uh, I believe, I think Melissa Roth, uh, I think it's Melissa Roth Hypnotherapy has, uh, and she's been a podcast guest on here before. I think she has a system where she did some cold uh, networking. I know Scott Sandland years ago had a DVD remember those, had a DVD on working with the medical community and some of the languaging you're about to hear. I'm going to give him full credit for some of the bits and pieces of the languaging, but he's done some balance of the cold networking, which that's a phenomenal program. I'll reach out to him and uh, see if we can link to that in the show notes here at worksmarthypnosis.com for the episode this week. But again, I've got two systems. I am either making an introduction based on my client reaching out to me or option two, the client has been successful, and I call this the ethical brag. The languaging I'm about to share with you, you're going to get faux free over at the uh, page for the show notes of this episode. So situation number one, this is the introduction. The client has reached out to hire me, and I'm sending a form letter as an introduction over to the physician. Dear Dr. Stevenson, remember him, he's outstanding. My potential clients love him. Dear Dr. Stevenson, your patient, client name, and that little transition, by the way, thank you, Scott Sandlin, for that one. Uh, it's the bowing down, as Scott put it, that it's your patient, my client. Uh, your patient, um, Clyde Clientson, it's a theme here, isn't there? Dear Dr. Stevenson, your patient, Clyde Clientson, has reached out to me for services including hypnotic suggestion and self-hypnosis training for... And then I do a bullet point list. Notice so far, I'm not trying to present myself as a medical person. I am presenting myself as a professional hypnotist. I am staying in my lane and respecting the doctors as well. I'll say him because I've already said his name was Steve, but doctors are everything. Has reached out to me for services including hypnotic suggestion and self-hypnosis training for bullet points, sleep improvement, stress relief, increasing confidence. Notice that these are normal everyday terms. I am not saying, um, you know, removing depression. I'm not saying insomnia. I'm not using any medical words whatsoever. I'm talking about the specific symptoms. I'm staying in my appropriate ethical non-medical lane. Uh, Clyde, client name, shared that you are his physician in his new client forms, which I've attached with written permission. My policy is to send this letter to briefly introduce myself and open up a channel for communication. Should you have any questions or wish to open a dialogue, you may reach out to me direct at my phone number or email me at my email address. Thank you for your attention to this letter. Sincerely, Jason Lynette. That being said, this letter is printed on letterhead that clearly shows my phone number, my business website, and everything else. And I am not using this as an opportunity to try to sell. That's what I want you to hear. This is about opening up a dialogue and being a peer, not a vendor. That's a consistent theme inside of hypnotic business systems. Be the expert, not the vendor. Like if you're at a health fair, I wouldn't endorse doing one unless there's an opportunity to speak. And then Pied Piper, those people from the platform to your booth, and that's where you appropriately close the deal. So I'm not throwing business cards in there. You know, some would, I don't. I'm not saying I can help with all these other issues. It's just a matter of fact, professional, quick letter. Your patient reached out to me for these specific things. It's my policy to open up a dialogue and open up channels of communication. You'll have the specific language at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash medical. 
Should you have any questions or wish to open a dialogue, here's how to find me. Thank you for your attention to this letter. Sincerely, Jason Lynette. So it's as simple as that. And I tell you over the years, the number of phone calls, the number of emails, the number of how, I'll call it out right now, most of my business is referral-based. Most of it. Most of it's coming in from warm connections and I'm getting referrals from doctors who haven't met with me, maybe have had a call with me, haven't met in person, but they've seen the results with their patients, my clients. So that's option number one. That's just the warm introduction. That's just the kind of, hey, I'm over here, just so you know, you know, and I'm just kind of treating it of that nature. The favorite, though, is option number two, as I called it, the ethical brag. Dear Dr. Stevenson, your cl- patient, Clyde Clienson, recently reached, it's going to sound familiar, recently reached out to me for services, including hypnotic suggestion and self-hypnosis training for, bullet point list, smoking cessation, stress relief. Again, simple terms. Clyde, the client's name, Clyde shared that you are his physician in his new client forms, which I've attached with written permission. He shared a testimonial of the results he discovered from the hypnosis and extended permission to update you on his results. Should you have any questions or wish to open a dialogue, you may reach out to me direct at my phone number or email me at my email address. Thank you for your attention to this letter. Sincerely, Jason Lynette. The next page of the email is either a screenshot of the testimonial, a copy of the testimonial, or sometimes it's a video to which I'm going to make a simple redirect. A really great plugin for WordPress is called Pretty Links. And that's where I can just make something like I I mentioned here. So worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash medical. Uh, My team is going to program that. So when you enter that in, that just automatically redirects over to a page, which are the show notes for this specific episode. That's I use Pretty Links for that. And that's a free uh, plugin for WordPress. So I've been known over the times to do like, um, you know, virginiahypnosis.com. I'm making this one up, so it's nothing private. virginiahypnosis.com forward slash um, Jason Smoking. You know, something of that nature. The client's first name and then the thing they came for, which might then redirect over to a YouTube link. So this way they can see the video testimonial or whatever platform that I've done it. Which, again, be the expert, not the vendor. By doing it this way, they're seeing that information, they're seeing the results, and again, consistently, this is bridging that gap, creating that warm connection. We open up a dialogue, and the number of times over the years, again, this is what's got the business running strong right now. Business is up right now in 2020, even on the Virginia hypnosis side, and many of these people are coming in by way of those referrals, which again, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash medical. That'll redirect over to the actual uh, copy and paste information you can use for yourself right away. So I'll give you some more tips uh, to round this out even further. Just some other bits and pieces, other best practices you can stick into motion. Uh, First of all, post research on your website. You know, so again, back to the thing that got me into hypnosis is a quick anecdote. The fastest I ever had someone sign up for my Work Smart Hypnosis live training event was we were on the call and uh, she goes, well, I don't know. Is there any research that actually backs this stuff up? And I go, oh yeah, are you at a computer right now? Okay, cool. Type in this website, scholar.google.com. Okay, are you there? Cool. Type in the word hypnosis and uh, what's something you want to help people with? She goes, um, fear. I go, okay, great. Type in hypnosis and fear. 
uh, what's the number at the top of the screen? She goes, oh, wow, there's like 24,000 things. I go, yeah, there's 24,000 studies that reference those words. And she goes, we take my Amex, they give me the best points. So she was missing the fact that there was research to back this up. There's tons of research that's out there. And I encourage you, go, go look at the Virginia Hypnosis website on the other or whatever drop down menu that it is on the site. Let me actually look at it right now so I give you the right information. On the Virginia Hypnosis website, in the drop down under Explore, there's actually a whole page specifically just sharing research. Be the person who supports science. Do I have to say that again? <laughs> so share that information there, which that's going to help with your clients. That's going to also put you on that level of a peer with that medical community and very clearly demonstrate that you are someone who respects the science of what we do. Uh, here's an easy one. Don't make crazy claims. There you go. So it's back to the first story that I shared in this week's episode. How is it you expect me that you can cure, hip cure diabetes with hypnosis? Oh, easy. I don't. And there we go. That was the end of that little bit of a possible conflict. So I'm not making crazy claims that I can't back up. Similar to that, use the language that you're allowed to use. So you saw this in application in the way that I did the letters, where I wasn't using medical terminologies or naming diagnosis. And this is a bit of running gag when I do my training events, because someone's like, what do you do for irritable bowel syndrome? And my response is always, what's their goal? Because once we have the nuts and bolts of the goal they want to create, in my world, all hypnotic change comes down to four questions. How do you feel now? How would you rather feel? What are those things you're doing now? What are those things you'd rather be doing? So I'm not working on the diagnosis. I'm not working on the condition. What about someone with ADD? The student asks, to which my gut reaction is always to go, what's their goal? What is it they want to work on? And here's a guy, again, a medical networked referral the other month that he goes, well, there's so many things I just want to clean up around my house. I'm kind of stuck at home in the stay-at-home orders. Uh, might as well use this time to catch up on my taxes and uh, build some order in my life. So I wasn't working on the ADD. I was working on the specific things that by operating in a better way, were relieving some of those symptoms. And the doctor, again, take note, the doctor was the one modifying the medications. And if any time a cl client asks me, what about this? I'm doing better. I go, I don't know. What would your doctor say? Stay in your lane. When in doubt, don't. Uh, and also, most of my medical referrals, or actually, this was the one that surprises me, are coming about by way of organic search traffic, which is where inside of hypnoticbusinesssystems.com, there's a brand new module this year on search engine optimization. And the catchphrase of that section is, guessing sucks. You know, the ultimate sales conversation is a dialogue that begins in the language of the consumer in the problem state, and it ends in the language of the expert in the solution state. And if you are not using the words that your clients are searching for on your website, they're not going to find you. And I pulled from the Google search analytics, the top 1000 keywords in order of search volume. And I just shared that with the entire community over at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That's a, that's a full business plan right there, just in that one section alone. 
you know, and then beyond that in business systems, there's sections on uh, webinars and networking and how to get referrals from your clients and how to get feedback from your clients, which is important for that ethical brag strategy. But by having the exact words that your clients are potentially looking for, that's the name of your YouTube videos. That's the extension pages of your websites. That's the name of your websites. That's your blog posts. And to simply be that person who then uses that language. So that's one of the benefits inside of hypnotic business systems. But even I'm surprised that the doctors, on behalf of their patients, this was someone uh, a couple of weeks back who was going, you know what? One of my other patients mentioned that hypnosis helped them quit smoking. I don't know who they went to. And the doctor pulled out her phone in the middle of this patient session and did a search, and I'm at the top of that hit because of everything that I, you know, have done and teach inside of business systems, and I popped up first, and that's where they came in, to which then I did a variation of the first and second letter to go, hey, thank you, especially for the trust in what I do to make the recommendation for me without even knowing me, and just to give you some positive feedback, here's her results, and uh, thank you for making this connection. If I can be a resource in the future, uh, please let me know. You know, and for that one, I threw some business cards in because that was a different situation. So medical networking made easy. My hope of this week's episode is to reinvigorate the, the passion for science and research and knowledge and what we do. And again, don't be that person putting down another profession. Be that person who's building a bridge, building a connection and better serving your clients. Hey, it's Jason Lynette here once again. And as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for sharing it on your social media streams. And we've got the Work Smart Hypnosis community. It's a public community on Facebook with more than 800 members as of the time of this recording. We're going to link to it in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash medical. And let's open up a dialogue on this week's episode. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear how you're going to put this into use and get out there and really help your clients even better. If you really want to level up your game, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. There's no need to reinvent the wheel and get the systems that actually work that I've tested and proven for you to be effective to get out there and help a ton of clients. I'm Jason Lynette. Get out there, help your clients, wash your hands, stay safe, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.